retired from parenting, not of parenting. Keep showing up. Welcome to the Tired Dad Podcast. Are you a dad? I'm a dad. I'm a tired dad. I'm a tired dad. Your host, Two Tired Dads. I was just talking about how I recently changed my what I drink in the mornings, and I do water and salt and lemon. And- yeah, the lemon and salt? Lemon and salt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to pee as often. Water retention. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. I, I would do that a lot. Uh, Himalayan salt. Mm. I used to do that. Himalayan salt, water, and lemon. It's good, too. It's so good. Because I like that because I would drink water every day in the morning, mm-hmm. just plain, and then I would have to pee every five minutes. Mm. But now that I do that, I don't have to pee as often. And it's like, it's hard mm. when you're in the mix of like editing or doing something creative, and then you have to like pause and mm-hmm. go to the restroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, amount of coffee I drink? <laughs> yeah. Kid me? How many? How much coffee do you drink in the morning uh, usually? Two cups. Okay. Before two cups and then two cups. I do. Okay, I do the two cups right away. Like first one goes down real quick. Jeez. That gives me the hype, you know, <laughs> to start my day, do whatever. Yeah. I drink water though in, before coffee. Okay. I do drink about twenty four ounces of water right when I wake up. Okay. Coffee. Then another one right on top, just boom, boom, two cups. Then I chill for a couple hours. Uh-huh. Another cup, and then I'm I'm good till. And then I have an afternoon cup of coffee around three or four, which I could probably drop that and switch to something else. Uh-huh. But I love it. Yeah, it's like the happy hour. It's like my happy <laughs> hour, man. It's like that one more cup of coffee. I'm I'm feeling a, I'm feeling the come down a little uh-huh. from the uh, third one. And that one just kind of picks me up. up. But, man, I've been sleeping really good lately. I've been doing that. I, I still sleep great. I don't even take melatonin anymore. Mm. Cold baths. I do the cold baths a little earlier mm-hmm. now, not as late at night. I do them around 5 o'clock, okay. 4. And then I've been setting my alarm for, like, at least 6 a.m. Okay. To get up every day. At the same time. I try to go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time and, and get the sunrise. So you stopped drinking coffee at what time? Uh, four or five. Okay, wow. Yeah. Dang. And I still sleep good. That's amazing. But my well, tolerance is through the roof. Yeah, your tolerance is... Pr- like this one cup is... It's like you probably having six cups of coffee. It's just par for the course. <laughs> it's just <laughs> standard homeostasis. <laughs> for sure but you also have like a night routine every time i'm here past like tea five or six you're you're making tea mm-hmm. yeah not every night but i do uh, do like a sleepy time tea yeah which is just like it, it doesn't have any like sleep aids in them it's just like the teas that promote sleep and magnesium mm-hmm. I, i've been an advocate for magnesium for like 10 years magnesium is awesome really what are the benefits uh, sleep, stress, mostly calm. I do this stuff called calm. And I mean, magnesium is, there's so many benefits, but I did it because I, I could tell that it would reduce my anxiousness at night. Mm. So anytime my brain's racing or I'm anxious, I would take it. And within 15 to 20 minutes, I would feel okay. A little more calm. Mm. So I, that's why I initially did it, but it, it helps promote sleep and, um, I mean, there's benefits to working out too. If you take it before you work out, muscle contraction, okay, um, not not cramping or yeah. anything like that. But I do it for the anti anxiety benefits. Yeah, 
That's what I do everything for. <laughs> Stupid anxiety. Hey, but so, at least you're finding those those options for yourself to kind of. I'm trying to get. I'm I'm gonna be the Zen dad. I'm working oh, so sure. hard, man. My life goal is to just move to the mountains with my family and just disappear. Mm. You know, live by the creek or something. Just in the mountains, man. Yeah. The mountains. I'm grew up by the beach. You did too. Yep. But there's something about the mountains lately that is just so peaceful. It is. So just being around those tall trees and and the lake, you know, Mm -hmm. in Tennessee, there's beautiful lakes and beautiful mountains too. I I don't know. I didn't grow up in the mountain. We had Lake Arrowhead and stuff, but I don't know. Yep. (laughs) Big Bear. But something about the mountains out here. Oh, it's nice. Are different. I love and it here. You though. get into Asheville, North Carolina, and stuff. Yeah. So nice. It's just so green here. That's what yeah. I love the most about green and the mm-hmm. quality of people here is mm-hmm. is great. Nice people, but a lot of Californians are starting to move here. I know that's not the good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I think well, we have enough Cali people here. Follow uh, me. You guys can chill now. You guys can. Stay. You were kind of part of the big migration. Yeah. See, I've been here since 2012. Oh yeah. I was way before. I wish I was here at that time. Yeah, it's it's when you, it's when like, there were, the, like downtown Franklin. Uh-huh. It's when you would just go down there and there's just these little stores and it's a nice little town and yeah. now you go down there and there's boutiques that are selling two hundred and seventy five dollar t shirts. Like, what the heck is that? <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> This is LA prices. What's going on? Like celebrities walking around. You're like, yeah. What the heck? Yeah. But yeah. they come here because they're they people here respect them and they're not like bombarding mm-hmm. them with pictures and stuff. I know. It's like I've been in this this one neighborhood that has grown so much in Franklin. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I go to the, I've been going to this coffee shop for literally ten years. And a couple years ago, I don't know, maybe it was last year. I'm just walking, and Miley Cyrus is just outside oh. talking. I'm like, what has happened? <laughs> what What is going on here? But yeah. what's cool, I mean, for the celebrities and why they're moving here, is no one was bothering her. Yeah. She was just having a conversation amongst people, other people by the tables. No one's looking at her, nothing. It yeah. was just, it was a bizarre thing. Because in L.A., like, there'd be paparazzi around. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I see more famous people here than actually I got to see in L.A. Yeah. And I just... Yeah, because they they can be out and about. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, we had a... weird. Was our neighbor for a while. He was super chill, too. He was our neighbor before he made it big. That's true. Yeah. Then he was TikTok. He did it right. He moved to the lake or something. I think he's in the mountains or the lake. That's the way to do it. Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I got to meet his family and everyone, like his wife, and they homeschooled their kids, and yeah. they're super kind crazy. and, and uh, respectful, you know, like, yeah. and we hung out. It was really cool. I'm like, dude, don't leave. But I understand. I would definitely leave, too. Yeah. I would want to be in a space where I can do whatever I wanted and be in the mountains. Yeah. That so. Yeah, that's... <sighs> the system's broken. Right. The system does not set up to be around your family a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I know homeschooling is getting a lot bigger than it was. When we were growing up, if you were, no one was, I didn't know one single person that was homeschooled in the 
late 90s. Yeah. 2000s, no, like zero people. It wasn't until like 2010 I started hearing about it. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about it. It's not feasible for us right now, but if one day I can just move to the mountains and, I mean, uh, how, besides like learning to read and basic math mm-hmm. and some books, I didn't learn anything in school. Right. Nothing. <laughs> I never went to high school. I never went to school. Really? You were just never. teaching all the time? Yeah, I read one book in high school, Great Gatsby. That's it. <laughs> I did not read any of them. Uh-huh. Somehow, I think I graduated with like a 2.6 or something. Okay. So I passed. Hey, you made it through. But I didn't learn anything. And then I went to college where you go to community college. Yeah. And I just learned all the same stuff over again. Over again, yeah. So then I paid attention and I got straight A's. But I, I think in those beginning elementary years, it's, it's important for kids to learn. You know, learn yeah. how to read, learn math. Learn stuff. Like the basics. Once you get into, I don't know, middle school, I don't know. This is a lot of information. It's a lot of homework, a lot of just, it's almost like, how would you be able to pay attention? Right. All day. Did you feel like you had monumental moments in your life growing up and when you went into junior high or when you went to high school? Uh, junior high was the biggest transition. That was weird. It was like I grew up immediately, mm-hmm. like seventh grade. I remember, you know, very interested in girls and then girls interested in guys. Mm. Like that's when like relationships started, you know, yeah. it's like elementary school up until sixth grade. It's, I had like crushes or whatever, but yeah. girls didn't want anything to do with me. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden seventh grade, everybody was just into each other. Oh, yeah. And, and that was crazy. <laughs> Hormones going crazy. And and then it was, you know, the bullying and the the just the fighting and everything became very, very prominent. And the eighth graders, for some reason, were like grown people. Uh-huh. Like, I was like, the girls and the, it was a year difference, but they were, they felt so much older. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, I was a. I was a slow creeper in the puberty. I looked uh-huh. like I was ten years old until I was like nineteen. I heard like a <laughs> lot of like a lot of my friends said that they're like yeah. I didn't go through puberty until I was like eighteen or something. Yeah, I had friends growing beards and stuff yeah. in eighth grade, and I'm like, I have never shaved before. Yeah, but you <laughs> yeah. saved a lot of money. So yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I, it's just like people, you know, my friends like they their voice got deeper yeah. and. Mine has just stayed the same forever. It's yeah. never changed. Yeah, I remember <laughs> going into freshman year and being like, dude, these guys are huge, like uh, 10th graders, 11th graders. I'm like, I can't wait to be at that stage and me be like super bulky and yeah. like strong and a mu- full-on mustache yeah. and everything. And then I got there, I'm like, I still look the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a, a big turning point. And I just fell into the trap, man. Uh, it, once I hit 7th grade, I just... Fell in the trap of wanting to be bad, you know, stealing cigarettes from the gas station or the liquor store, stealing booze, want, just wanting to start trouble. Uh-huh. And it just didn't light up. It just <laughs> got worse and worse. And just wanting to be in with the bad kids of the crowd and yeah. just always wanting to one-up everybody to do the, something worse. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was bad. It was... I just fell into that 
trap thinking it was cool, you know, yeah. and not, I never thought maybe I should do the right thing. I just wanted to be bad. I was just acting out like crazy. Why is that? Do you feel? Uh, my, like my family started to fall apart. Mm. So I just lost trust in them. Mm. I'm like, why were, why is, why are all these adults telling me what to do when they can't figure it out themselves? Oh, wow. So I'm just going to do what I want. Yeah. You know, and also family was dealing with stuff. So people weren't paying attention to me as much Mm -hmm. so I could get away with a lot. Yeah. But that makes sense why you would kind of be like, oh, I need, I need that connection with somebody. I need a group Mm -hmm. of people that I can feel comfortable with and, and do my thing. Yep. And I have older siblings, seven and eight years older. So by the time I hit high school, they were like into adulthood. Right. So I was like, became like the only child in a way. Mm-hmm. And then my, my family was just trying to figure it out. It was a big transition for them. Looking back on it, I mean, I, I mean, my, my dad was going through so much, so much. Yeah. And I wish I was, I just added to the stress by being so bad. So mm. I've, I've always held guilt for that but you know we've we've talked about it and you know we've grown up but it just it just that that's just another goal as a parent to just have that communication Mm -hmm. with uh my children and also i've been there now yeah i've been that kid so i know what my kid would need Mm. and and what what the reason was why i was bad yeah. and why i did the stuff that i did and what i wasn't receiving at home yeah so now i know which is something that you wouldn't change now you're like Mm-mm. if i didn't learn that if i didn't go through that would i have this perspective of yeah of the father that i actually want to be yeah I, I i was just i was just looking for identity looking for my my people looking for to be part of a just a a a crew, mm-hmm. you know, at home, I was getting a lot of disciplinary stuff because, I, you know, no one knew how to deal with me. They mm-hmm. just knew I was being bad. So they would tell me I'm being bad. I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that I want to be. Yeah. You know, uh, but I was I was looking for a connection. I wasn't getting any connection. Mm-hmm. I was just getting discipline, you know, which made me want to be even worse. Right. Because I'm like, they don't get it. I just wanted someone to talk to me. Yeah, and you you find your friends, and you you guys are all getting high and getting drunk and having these think you're having these intelligent conversations yeah. about how life is, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, man, we just got to be ourselves and all this stuff. It's just you know, yeah. it, but you feel. It, I felt like I'm I'm in my place. This right. is it. This is my bros. Yeah. My people, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's, we're rebels, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. It's just stupid. You're just like wasting your freaking life away. Yeah. And then, you know, I lost a friend later, but I started to turn my life around in my early 20s. I was just like, it just hit me. It's like when you get 23, 24, yeah. life just boom, hits you. Yeah. Like, dude, life is unforgiving and yeah. doesn't owe you anything. And if you keep living like this, you're going to be dead or in jail or something oh yeah it's not gonna be good no same i was the same way i was just trying to find a group that i felt like i can hang out with and a group of guys yeah we would go to the beach have a bonfire bring beer yeah i mean it was fun at times yeah it was great 
but there was also like a boundary. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there there was a really dark time when I was not good, and then there was like kind of that, you know, I was being a kid. We were having fun though, and a little more responsible. Mm-hmm. Like we were doing bad things, but we were thinking before we did it a little bit. Like maybe we shouldn't do this <laughs> while we drive. You right. know? <laughs> yeah. So. No, that's true. It's crazy, and it's so crazy. I still look back how much time has passed, and then now we got kids of our own, and we're like, whoa. But talking to your old friends and stuff, mm-hmm. it, it's just all the crazy stuff we did, and now you talk to your friends, and you have these actual intelligent conversations, and yeah, like, whoa, <laughs> we made it. <laughs> I know. I can't believe we made it through. Right. Because there's some people that didn't. Oh, yeah. I mean, growing up and getting in trouble all the time. I think my turn moment when one of my friends got stabbed and he stabbed the other person and then he got caught and then he went to jail. And I was like, Mm. oh, this is this is real. And Mm. luckily I wasn't there. But if I was there, what would my life look like? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is why my mom kept moving me all the time. Yeah. (laughs) And and also when you're a kid, you just don't think of life like you do now. No. Like it's not as precious Mm-mm. Like, you're just, like, nothing's going to happen to me. And if it does, who cares? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's such a weird, like, I, I get anxiety over that thought now, <laughs> you know? And and when you have kids and every life just all of a sudden becomes super fragile mm-hmm. and you start stressing, like, oh, my God, nothing bad can happen, you yeah. know? And it's hard for you to just relax and take life for what it is and enjoy the moment. You're always thinking, oh, my God, I got to make sure nothing bad happens. Right. You know, so there was that freedom of being carefree back then and now not being carefree. But, you know, you don't want to like you don't want your kids to grow up fearful either. And you don't want them to look at you as fearful. Right. Because there's so much we can't control and we can't live our lives like that at any point. Yeah. And there's things that. You will tell them not to do, but they have to go through it on their own and mm-hmm. have their own experience and learn from their mistakes. And I feel like that's the only way you actually learn. You know, you you get your parents telling you, don't do this. And then you get someone you don't even know until explains to you or tells you that. And then that kind of helps you be like, oh, they're mm-hmm. right. But you're not, you're not going to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay to let your kids fall. It's okay for them to learn and have confrontations mm-hmm. and let because those are learning lessons and you don't yeah. want to take that away from them whatsoever. Yeah. And it, it's just communication. Yeah. They need to communicate with you. If if they get to a point where they don't, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, nothing's wrong. And they can't comfortably tell you anything. That's not a good place. No. That's that's when you've lost that connection and you've lost that power to to guide them. Yeah, it, it's not about sheltering your kids and making them perfect. It's about just being there for them. Yeah. Through their mistakes. And yeah, and walking them through it and guiding them and saying this is why this mm-hmm. happened and learning from it. And yep. everything in life, just in general, as an adult, everything that you go through is, I take it as a learning lesson. Mm-hmm. And what can I grow from this and what I can learn from this and be a better person. It could be the worst thing. I'm like, how can I take this tragic thing or this great thing as a learning lesson for who I am today? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think it's good to think about that 
just in general, like with everything you go through every day, like, what am I going to get from this? What is, what am I learning from this? My kids are like, why do I need to do school? Why do I need to learn this? I'm like, there's some reasons because sometimes you're going to have to write a paper for something, mm-hmm. you know, and just being realistic, learning how to count money. You got to learn how to do that because you're going to have to pay bills sometimes. It's all learning lessons. Yep. Communication with your children yeah. is so important. And I, I've said it before, but if my kids get drunk at a party or something, the last thing I want them to do is to drive home or to drive home with somebody they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I want them to call me and feel safe in that. You know, it's not all about parenting. Isn't all about just telling you, just telling them what not to do. Like you said, you have to let them learn on their own. You know, yeah. Why well, let them be hung over the next day and not support them through that sure you know let them feel that pain yeah let them feel like well this is what happens but that any type of shame or you're a bad kid is not the way to go about it they'll never tell you anything again yeah because that pushes them away yeah so i i just want them to feel i gotta be the safe space for them because if you're not the safe space somebody else will be right and they're not gonna know the answers that you know like i've been through it we've been through life much longer than they have so that's why communication is a core value of our family and our core goal me and my wife we want to incorporate like family time like family conversations family meetings Mm -hmm. like once a week we want to be that family to to meet and just a safe space i want i want my children to come to me in hard relationships that they're having or something, even though we're like, oh, it's just a kid relationship. It's like, I don't want to dumb down their experience. You know, to them, it's everything. We know how that was. Yeah. You know, it's everything. Some of these little things are everything to them. And how we respond to our children is so important. It could, it could literally be the difference of you having a great relationship with your kids are having a bad one. Yeah. How we respond. Yeah. So just remember, just try to connect with your kids as much as you can, even f- through like a car ride. Ask them questions mm-hmm. and let, allow them to even ask you questions about mm-hmm. life and how you're feeling. I think it's yeah. it's great to have that connection and communication about Yeah, they can ask you whatever you... Yeah, and a lot of the times the, the whole like don't be your child's friend... I, I agree and disagree yeah. because I think there is a, there's like different categories to parenting. There's like the parenting to, okay, guide them through their mistakes or whatever. And there is a friend side to parenting. Like I do want to be also their best friend. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I'm your dad first, but I am also your friend that you can feel safe around and we can have fun with and we don't need to be this like father daughter father son relationship like all stern and stuff yeah we can be friends and we can let loose and have fun and and just enjoy life now if you're only your child's friend if that's all you are and you just let them do whatever that i think that's what we're talking about but yeah. no there's definitely an aspect to where you're their friend and that's a it's an important aspect absolutely well this is our what one two three four episode now yeah yeah so we're good we're trying to be consistent with this yeah even though we have kids yeah it's going good though um i hope 
bringing some insight to this journey. Absolutely. And I can't wait to eventually get people's feedback. Mm-hmm. And if they have any questions, I think eventually we'll get that in yes. down in the portal and we'll have an email where you guys can send questions. Yeah. Any, any questions and also taking from your stories like we did in the, the last episode. Yeah. Love that. Cool. All right. Keep showing up.